welcome to the podcast for St. Andrew's Community United Methodist Church, a loving, caring, overcoming community of faith where our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the St. Andrew's Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us for another episode as we continue on this road of digital discipleship. And as we are sitting here in studio together, if you were with us last week, you know that we weren't technically in studio we weren't in together. studio last week we weren't but this week we are all back the the dynamic trio is right here <laughs> in studio for your listening pleasure so da how are you doing today i am doing great i i tell you what this this series that we're in right now there's one part of me it's like i've never had to work so hard to figure yes. out what to preach you know day one let there be light by god there runs okay, oh, okay. That, that's the end of the sermon <laughs> you know? said. Uh, but uh, i am enjoying this yeah. and just you know it, it causes me to dig deeper into god's word and yeah. say you know god what are you trying to communicate about yourself and what are we learning about you so i'm i'm doing good oh. my spirit is good and yes. of course today uh, this the day that we're recording this yeah. it is beautiful it's beautiful outside but the day that they're listening Probably not. Probably so not much. so much. <laughs> it's supposed to be cold at the end of this yeah, week. I was gonna say I was gonna say you're rubbing it in, but the truth is I'm rubbing it in because I'm talking how beautiful it is today. That's exactly right. Well, uh, we we love Oklahoma weather because it always keeps us on our toes. But I am with you about the series. I I feel like this is one of those series where God handed it to us and said, you know, this is what I want you to focus on. But when we first heard Him telling us that I, I remember where we were and I remember thinking I don't know what he's gonna do with that <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do with this I don't know and that's been the fun part because uh-huh. a lot of times uh, for those of us that spend our lives um, trying to discover what God is saying so we can pass it on to other people right. it's it's really fun when it, it's challenging for us. you I know and, and it's so interesting because I remember when we came up with the theme and it's like yeah I, I am not gonna go day by day and say, this is what happened on the first day of creation. But then as I began to think and pray yeah. and plan, it's like, no, that's how it sets up. Yes. And uh, that's part of what's, it, it's exciting to me. I think it's exciting yes. to you. I don't know if it's exciting to anybody, anybody else. else. Right, exactly. How about you, Jeff? Is it exciting to you? You know, I'm a big science nerd, so oh, uh, yes, yes. getting into creation and everything else is, you know, just my bag and you know the the bible uh-huh. and and how it explains creation and mm-hmm. and how it's uh, kind of like what you said in in one of the sermons it's not a science textbook the, yeah right. the bible's not a science textbook but right. it's, it's it's the story of god yeah. you know so yeah it, and, and at the same time we we love that science is there yes. you know uh if i have a headache and i can take some uh you know tylenol and get rid of my head yeah. that's better living through chemistry i mean that, right. is, that is science right there <laughs> I'm, right. I'm glad to have that We're grateful for nobody that. nobody needs to anoint me and lay hands on me and pray <laughs> if a couple of Tylenol will take care of that. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is fun to think back about, you know, when we first started the series a few weeks ago and, and really talking about who God is as a creator and how, uh, he, he made order out of chaos. He was the one that the chaos was subject to. And then you helped us see on the first day when he created light, that there really is a difference between light and dark and that God is light and he continues to be light. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were talking about this past 
past Sunday. You know, this past Sunday, I think when I originally was going through and just reading it and putting a word out so I'd know what I was talking about, mm-hmm. the, the, the old words used in the King James translation, I think it's used in RSV too, but I didn't verify that, is the word firmament. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, whenever I think of firmament, I, I think of terra firma. You know, I think of... Oh, yeah. Uh, good solid Oklahoma red dirt red or dirt. something like yeah, that right and, and that's not what it is at all and mm-hmm. it, when you dig into it, it's like a lot of different translations translate it different ways some call it yeah. God created the heavens some say firmament some say God created uh, space uh-huh. or outer space you know yeah. wh- wherever it is it was the idea that God God lives way out there and, yeah. and, and, and well, that's what it was and don't you think <clears throat> that firmament just sounds more heavenly like it sounds like the sky that the angels sang in i it, think it <laughs> sounds a lot better than outer space <laughs> yes, I, do too. I do too i totally agree but it, you know it's so interesting when we think about the sky because i have lived in a couple of different places across the country in my lifetime and most of my life i've spent in the plains like you right. know, oklahoma kansas, kansas yeah. that kind of thing but there was a time when phil and i lived in georgia and we lived in north georgia where the mountains are and i remember having come from kansas oklahoma thinking that when we moved to georgia that the sky got really small because mm-hmm. there were so many trees and mountains that and it, they're not like colorado mountains they're different and so it kind of makes the sky smaller and then when we moved back to oklahoma i remember saying to phil don't you just love it that the sky is so big here and there's just something about that i, I agree a hundred percent when i was uh i remember when i was in seminary in tulsa and, and a lot of times i'd play basketball and of course Tulsa is a lot more hilly yes. than Oklahoma City is uh, but there were so many times I'd be playing I it's funny how you remember these things yeah. I would remember it would be February and we're having weather like we're <laughs> having today so I'm outside playing basketball yeah but I, I would always look and the the trees on the hills to the west were just shadows now because the sun wasn't shining on them, but you get these glorious sunsets. And whenever I graduated and my first appointment was in Tahlequah, in Tahlequah, I lived in the middle of a hill Mm. in town. I did not see a sunset really the whole time I lived really? there. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I didn't like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't see uh-huh. the just the beauty and the glory of God that's yeah. revealed through a sunset. Well, and there's something really amazing about what God does with free space. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about the fact that, you know, when you were talking about how uh, he called the space between the upper waters and right. the lower waters, he called it sky. Um, it, it's there's something about that, that that when there's just space like the like the sky of Oklahoma that is so big, it makes his canvas just huge. And, and you just stand in awe of it. One of the things I've tried to teach my children, because, you know, if we're ever driving and the sun is setting, I, I'm always a sucker for a sunset, oh, yeah. even what you might call a boring sunset uh-huh. and and for me what makes the difference between a boring sunset and a beautiful sunset mm-hmm. is clouds oh yeah for because sure. if there's clouds that's going to reflect and diffuse yes. and the the light as right. opposed to a cloudless sky where you know you just watch the colors change right right it's still beautiful but when there are clouds in there you know yeah. i would tell them sometimes y'all just keep looking this is about to just it's get to change glorious yeah, and, and, right. and beautiful and so here here's a here's a sky thought well, okay. so you know again mostly we think of sunrise sunset yes. <laughs> you know? yes. uh, what's that fiddler on the roof but uh another thought i had was 
I remember as a child, and we still do this today, but I remember as a child living in Frederick, being in the park and laying down, and mm-hmm. you you and a you know, few buddies mm-hmm. would say, what do these clouds look like? Right, yeah. You know, do they look like a hippopotamus chasing a sailboat? You know, or <laughs> right. what does How it look like? So, you get with it? so have you ever had any um, really great clouds that you could see something, but other people didn't see it? Yeah. Or that you said, hey, it looks like this, and someone would go, Oh yeah, you know I, I I can see the dorsal fin on the dolphin. Right. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know I don't know that I've ever that I remember anything specific like that. I do remember though that once you see whatever you see in the clouds, you can't unsee it. Yeah, like you just yeah. like if you see the big you know face of Elmer Fudd, that's all you see. In the clouds. <laughs> that's all I can see. What about you, Jeff? Do you remember anything like that? I, I I'm kind of with you on this. You know, uh-huh. I, I I do remember instances. Yeah. like that, but n- none that typically come to mind as of now but yeah. i mean yeah you see turtles or you know <laughs> yes. uh, donkeys or whatever yeah. else in yeah. the sky alien so. spaceship yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i love though is when the when the clouds make the like the shape of angel's wings because they do that a lot when they yes, get they sort do. of the, the fluttery. thinner i think they're called cirrus clouds right oh they're just beautiful what about you though okay so i asked the question because i you know i've done that a lot and and yeah. it's really kind of fun to look at the shapes oh, and yeah. see what you can see but uh, years ago, our family was on vacation in Custer, South Dakota. You know, we we're going to see oh. uh, Mount Rushmore, yeah. and uh, a storm was starting to come through. And there was this big cumulus cloud yeah. that looked like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, you you could see a profile with a beard and a top hat and i was telling my family that looks like abraham lincoln and so everybody's looking they're going that looks like abraham lincoln (laughs) but i could not get my camera out fast enough uh i did not have a you know phone that had a camera on it or click there it is right right and so i have always regretted not having a picture of the abraham lincoln cloud (laughs) (laughs) very sad that is very very sad Oh, I love that. Well, uh, tell us a little bit more about how you started out this this message this past week, because I thought that you're talking about the different creation stories, and you focused on one in particular, of other religions and other people groups was really interesting. Sometimes I think that uh, when we study the history of the world and we study the history of cultures, all cultures have some kind of creation story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we believe the, the biblical creation story is it was handed down to uh, the Hebrew people, you know, the chosen right. people of God. But you can go into Africa, and Africa's going to have uh, creation stories. Or I bet if I've never been to China, I bet the Chinese people mm-hmm. have a yeah. creation story. And I think those things are, are helpful because they tell us everybody's asking the same question. Yeah. How did this world come into existence? What actually happened? Yeah. And, and the story that... Um, I focused in on was one that was actually written before the book of Genesis was Mm -hmm. called the Enuma Elish. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I found in the Enuma story is what I have found in other cultural creation stories. And it was always, you know, the gods were fighting and they were in conflict and this is the God that won. And that's why things look like this, you know, you know, God ripped all their hair out and threw it in the sky and became start, you know, whatever it might be. Um, But the, the thing that I love is that in the biblical story, there's no conflict. Right. Now there, you, you said this earlier, I, I wrote myself a note because mm-hmm. I thought it was significant, that 
the chaos, because we do mm-hmm. read about this, right. we do understand chaos existed down in that lowest level, the primordial deep, you right. know, a place of chaos and darkness. Um, that, that chaos is subject yeah. to God. Yes. Um, and so when we think of how God created, God didn't have to go to war yeah. against chaos. Right. But God subjected the chaos that was created Mm -hmm. to be subject to him. And so we're now going to separate these layers. It was so hard for me to get this in my mind last week, because when we think about the spirit of God hovering above the face of the waters and we think of these three levels and, you know, sadly, sometimes I am a very linear thinker and I, and I try to picture those three layers and I'm sure it was nothing like what I picture, but, uh, (laughs) what I picture is a parfait. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to have your food (laughs) and it's sweet. (laughs) because in, in parfait you see clear yeah. distinct layers yeah. of you know here's your whipped cream or here's your yeah. strawberries or whatever yeah. it might be and imagine taking your parfait and say okay we're going to put it in this glass yeah. but we're going to separate the upper part of the parfait mm-hmm. from the lower part of the parfait and there's going to be all this space yeah. between it and so that's really mm-hmm. the the image i get when i think of this but i i just love the idea that God created. Mm-hmm. God didn't have to fight anyone. Mm-hmm. God didn't have to win. God just created, and that was that's so unique mm-hmm. in what the Hebrews are communicating about who God is. Yes, right. Yeah, and I love I love that too. Uh, when you think about the idea that that many different types of people groups who have creation stories most of them revolve around some type of chaos because people right. people identify with that we understand that that there is chaos in the world but that is the thing that i love about the way moses wrote that was that you know that chaos is subject to god he is sovereign right. over all of it and not only can he um, take things and put them together, he can create out of nothing. And I, I just thought it was an interesting comparison. The, the word sovereign is such a great word because that went through my mind mm-hmm. so many times. I think it was actually in my notes, but I don't think I said it in the sermon. But that's the idea that God is sovereign. God is mm-hmm. exalted. God mm-hmm. is high and lifted up. And if, if we stop right there, then people get the idea, uh, well, yeah, see, that's what's wrong. God created the world, and God said, okay, you now have everything that you need live life to yeah. the fullest yeah. and and that God was no longer involved mm-hmm. in what we do. And so that's why I felt it was important for us to remember God is over creation, but God is mm-hmm. not removed right. from creation. God did not abandon mm-hmm. what was created. I almost used a different illustration. Of course, I used the holy illustration of the Rocky movies. <laughs> and uh, then I got home that night and I watched Creed 2 because it was nice. on TNT. <laughs> but uh, there's, I remember when I was in college, I had a class on modern Jewish thought. And we had to read a novel by a Jewish author, mm. and the one I read was just a series of short stories. It wasn't actually a, a novel per se, but I remember this one story where a guy was an artist, mm-hmm. but what he did was he created reproductions of famous paintings 
that were frauds. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, somebody would pay him to paint, you know, say the mm-hmm. Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he would paint it and then they would steal the real Mona Lisa and put the fake one in the museum or something like that. But at the end of the story, he has this one painting and he is so proud of it. Uh He, you know, he actually thinks it is better than the original. Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he goes to quote unquote, steal the original, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Instead, when he's making his getaway, he has the reproduction of it because he loved what he created. Interesting. And, you know, there's, while it's, you know, kind of a dull story in some (laughs) ways, uh, but... But I think that's who God is. God did not make a reproduction, but God is so in love with what God has created. He does not want to absent himself from that. Well, and it's interesting because I've heard that argument so many times over the years being in the ministry that people feel as though God is somehow removed. And, you know, it's interesting to me because what what I would say to people who feel that way is I would say, okay, you're basing that on some of your own personal experience that right now you do not feel that God is intimately involved in your own life. Right. And so if you don't feel that way, you can't um, manufacture that. That That's something that you have to let God be original with you in. But my answer to them would be, well, then dive into the scripture because you cannot read the story of God speaking through Balaam's donkey and think that God is far removed from the world. You know, if God is willing to speak through a donkey or if God is willing to hear the cries of a mother who was barren and all she wanted was a son and he delivers time and time again with women that were barren in the Old Testament. I mean, it's crazy when you think about that. Even in, you know, the story of Daniel, you know, that Daniel, there's this conspiracy to get him killed. He's thrown into a den of lions. And, And I never thought of this till just now but the uh uh ruler i don't remember if it was mm-hmm. darius the mead or, yeah, or right who it right was, um could, the next day was open it up i gotta see I if gotta daniel's see. still down there and <laughs> yes. you know i i have to believe that that ruler was praying to the god of daniel yes. to save him he yes. did not know him he did yes. not profess faith in him right but, but he, he thought, asked you him. know god you you know, you got to save my man Daniel right. down there, and, um, and he did. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Mm-hmm. So God is just it, not removed. Now, it, it doesn't always happen the way we want. No. You know, we wish we could just pray and boom. Yeah. You know, there it was. Mm-hmm. But the one promise of God that we celebrate so often during Advent is God's with us. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. Yeah. So even if we have to go through something. God is with us. Mm-hmm. He is not removed from us. Yeah. He's not washing his hands. So yeah, you really messed up. You got to get through this yeah. one on your own. I think God would be more like, okay, you really messed up. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to abandon you. I'm yes. not going to forsake you. I am going to walk with you yes. through this. I may not change your circumstances or the consequences of your decision, but I'm not abandoning you. Yeah. And is there anything more that we could desire than God's presence? Mm, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I love that. Mm-hmm. So when we, we think of how God is not removed from creation, uh, I, I hope that gives some comfort mm-hmm. to people. But one of the things that um, I, I just love is the idea that God is still creating. Mm-hmm. And and granted, the going back to the whole sunrise and sunset thing, that that space that yeah. was created on day two is is the canvas mm-hmm. upon which God yeah. paints. Well, and you know, it's interesting to me. Sometimes I will sit and think this is the scary part of Stephanie's brain that nobody wants to see. But sometimes I will sit and think about 
what if things were different? What if, you know, we take for granted the way our lives are, the, the way that a 24-hour day works. Right. We take for granted that the sun come, goes up and down, although it doesn't go up and down, the earth yeah, rotates. But, right. you know, we take for granted all of these things that are normal to us because God created them that way. But, you know, what would it have been like if God had said, <laughs> I want your whole world to be like the movie Groundhog Day? where every day is the same over and over and over and over again. He right. could have said that. He could have said, we're just going to take a stab at it, at, you know, every day. But no, he decided to make every day new. That every day there is an opportunity to create something new, to be a part of something new, to move forward. But then I've also thought to myself, what if God would have never given us any memory? You know, what if yeah. we couldn't remember yesterday? Or what if we couldn't... Uh, conceptualize the idea that there's a future what if we only had right now literally even in our own minds and that's not how he did it you know he he lets us remember the past so that we can learn from our mistakes and have joy in the memories that we have and learn how to do new things you, you can see how he set up things for the way that we live so that we can continue to create and to allow his spirit of divine creativity to work in us. And so the fact that, you know, every morning he gets a blank canvas and, and a lot of times we just think about the fact that, um, I gotta get out of bed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what we do. But a lot of times we just think about the fact too, that wow, we're seeing this beautiful sunrise, but somebody in a different time zone just saw a completely different yes. sunrise, you know, yes. and then another time zone saw a completely different one. It's not just that he creates in our world. He's such a, a magnificent creator that he's creating in everyone's world right now. And so it just kind of blows your mind. Uh, you know, when you, you say that, and I hadn't really thought of this, but it is just amazing is, you know, I've got friends that live in Georgia, friends that live yeah. in Arizona, you know, friends that live different places. Yeah. And, and every day that the Lord gives us, we all have opportunity to see a sunrise, yeah. but every one of us is seeing a different sunrise yes. <laughs> i never i never thought mind, i mean it? i'm just thinking you know every day god gives us one uh -huh. good one to yeah. look at <laughs> when the reality is every day god is giving multiple yes you know visions of his glory yeah. through what he has created and yeah. you know that the, the, the sunrise is so helpful to me because when i think of creation you know what are what are the things that i love i love the mountains right i, I you know me i love too. to be in the mountains the majesty of those mm -hmm. is just always moving mm -hmm. to me uh, I love water. Yeah. You know, there, there's something about a river yeah. or a lake. And even though I'm not the biggest beach person in the mm -hmm. world, anytime I see these turquoise, crystal clear <sighs> waters, there is that part of me that says, I want to be there. Yeah. I want to swim in that. Yeah. Uh, those are fixed things. Yeah. Those things are there pretty much every day. Yeah. But the sky, mm -hmm. the clouds, the, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. firmament. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, like the mercies of God, it's new every morning. It is, it is. Well, and I, I'll never forget the time that Phil and I uh, traveled to some islands in the Caribbean. And I, I am not, I, now I am more a, an experienced traveler. But growing up, I did not travel at all. So really, until I was married, I didn't know what it meant to travel. But I remember being in the Caribbean, which was my first time to really really be there and um uh, our friends had a boat and so we would go from island to island on this boat and i remember one particular time looking across as we're sailing past this island and thinking to myself that's a part that 
that's a part of the earth that God's hand has touched that I'm seeing for the first time. Yeah. And it was like, it was just like my mind just, and I thought there's so much of the world I've never seen and I'll probably never see, but God's fingerprint is on each one of those things. And, and it's sad that in times where, where we live, we take for granted that yes, God's fingerprint is on that field that's outside your office. I mean, that that's right. just as magnificent as the island that he created in the Caribbeans, but we often take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what is sad because we can do the same uh, with God's ability to create something anew every day. We can take that for granted. We can start yes. saying, well, you know, it's just not that big of a deal or no, God doesn't want to work that way through me. And when we start taking his creative ability for granted we, we've really taken a step backwards we need to have our eyes open to how he is still creating right yeah and and listening you say that I think of when we were in russia and you know of course we were there in the dead of winter and it was cold oh, yeah. and, and everything was dark and everything was mm-hmm. frozen but even in the things we saw we were like you know we, we want to come back but we want to come back in the summer mm-hmm. we want to come back when we can see the beauty yeah. of this place in a different way yeah yeah it's just really really neat what other closing thoughts would you have well closing thoughts that i have i just had one while ago and i didn't <laughs> write it down so so i have uh, forgotten it but oh um you know again with the sky i i think it testifies to what the the psalmist wrote the heavens are declaring the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about seeing this and not taking it for granted, yeah. um, from my childhood, uh, when I look into that sky, mm-hmm. when I look into that outer space, you know, whatever yeah. people want to call it, I, I believe God is always revealing something about his beauty, yes. something about his majesty, mm-hmm. something about his divinity through the beauty of of what he creates. And just remember um, the lyric to an old hymn that Mm. that we all love, you know, Oh Lord, my God, Mm -hmm. when I in awesome wonder Mm -hmm. and consider all oh, the worlds thy hands have made, made. Yeah. you know i see the stars hear the rolling thing mm-hmm. you know I, I i all i can do is say how great you are god yes <laughs> that's, yes. that's all i can say in I response that. to that i love that so uh closing thoughts y'all want to throw in looking ahead to next week and yeah, what we're doing we're excited about life right jeff we got some good things coming up and yeah any closing thoughts you would share no yeah and i mean the creation just wow yeah <laughs> we're just just sitting well here said. back and you know y'all are talking about islands and this that and the yeah. other and i'm sitting over here i remember one of my favorite times sitting in branson on the porch oh, and yeah. watching deer walk by oh and yeah raccoons and yes. and you know all the these river otters and all sorts yeah. of stuff and yeah. it's like man all these worlds colliding it's just yes it's magnificent. Isn't it, it is. It really, it is. really is. Well, friends, we're so glad you would tune in with us today. Uh, it, it's our hope that through what we say that you're just getting a deeper understanding of who God is and, and the creative power and energy that we associate with God and that, that God somehow shares with us so we too can create. We actually are, are working on a few plans, just to give you a shameless little tease here, <laughs> a, a few plans of uh, creating and how you can do that and how we can share in that. And that's all I'm going to say yep. right Dangle now. Dangling the carrot. But uh, we always hope that you're being safe right now. We do understand that the uh, COVID numbers with the Omicron variant are going 
going up and we want you to be safe. But if you're comfortable, we would love to have you join us on a Sunday morning. 815 is our traditional service with a little more liturgy. And then at 930 and 1050, we have our regular services. Of course, the 815 and the 1050 are live streamed on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, or you can just go to our church website and or our church app and find it that way. We hope indeed that you are having a blessed day and that you are remembering that God is not removed from you. God is within you and intimately concerned with you. So God bless. We'll see you soon. Hey friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship, but we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe it'll work for you. God bless you.